0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zuba Radio with guest host Jane Brown.
1: Thank you for joining us here on Fight Back. Libby is off today. It was one of Mary Dawson's final moves as Canada's ethics commissioner. As we've been reporting on Zoomer Radio News since yesterday afternoon, Dawson found that Finance Minister Bill Morneau and his father did not benefit from insider information when they sold shares in his family's pension company, Morneau Chappelle, in the fall of 2015. Dawson investigated the sale at the request of the NDP finance critic Nathan Cullen, who's been on Fight Back a number of times in the past, as has conservative finance critic Pierre Poliev, who also wrote to her office about the timing of the shares. And now that Dawson has provided an outcome, opposition MPs are not satisfied. Poliev says it's unwise for ministers to buy or sell shares in the weeks immediately before the introduction of tax measures. What do you think? Do we, as Canadians, drop the matter now that the ethics commissioner has dropped it, or would you like to see further action or investigation? 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Joining us to discuss the issue is communications strategist Mike Van Solen and Liberal MP Bob Bertina, who represents Hamilton East, Stony Creek. Thanks both for joining us. Us.
2: Happy to be here. Hi, good to be here.
1: Mike, uh, your reaction first.
2: Well, look, uh, he he survived uh, this investigation, but let's not forget there's another investigation that's still going on, and uh, potentially it's even more serious. And that's uh, looking at Morneau's sponsorship of Bill C27, um, which uh, had potential direct benefits to his uh, his uh, company Morneau Chappelle. So, um, yes, he survives this, but there's a pattern that we've seen uh, from Mr. Morneau, uh, and really. Uh, w- Prime Minister Trudeau, as well, which is uh, uh, skating a very fine line with respect to ethical um, uh, ethical behavior in government. So, uh, you know what I see out of this is he survives, uh, but certainly his status is diminished.
1: Mike, let's just backtrack a little bit about what was at question here in terms of what Mary Dawson has effectively ruled on is that he did not violate the rules; he was selling shares in his his company prior to the introduction of tax legislation, but it, right. would, it would appear that he has done everything on the up and up.
2: Well, I, th- I think the, the narrowest sort of uh, definition uh, he did, uh, the... the uh, the ethics commissioner found that there was some sort of in the public uh, space. There was uh, information that these tax changes were coming, and so the fact that uh, him and his father uh, had a conversation and decided to sell their shares, um, uh, you know, for that sort of I'll say technical reason, uh, he he uh, he got the pass on this one. Uh, you know, others argue. Uh, Nathan Cullen uh, uh, for, in the NDP has argued that uh, you know while she says it was sort of public information, I think you'd have to be, you know, quite the insider uh, paying pretty close attention to have really appreciated uh, what the what the government intended to do. So uh, that said, uh, he, he got the pass on this one, um, and uh, Mary Dawson, uh, but Mary Dawson passes off, as I suggested, another investigation is into Minister Morneau uh, with respect to uh, pension legislation. So he's not out of the woods, uh, but he, he lives lives to see another day.
1: Now, as a strategist, just before we get to Bob and his perspective, mm. it does it make sense for the Conservatives at this point, Pierre Polyev, the finance critic, is being vocal about uh, this particular issue, saying that uh, he, there are still some issues around it, that, that Bill Morneau, even though he has been cleared of this, mm-hmm. um, there are some concerns. Is it, Does it make sense for him to continue to hammer away at the initial investigation?
2: Well, speaking, uh, you know, just purely politically, uh, I think Pierre has had, uh, has got a lot of traction uh, in his uh, attacks on the government on this. And I think it speaks to a broader narrative of ethical lapses. So I don't expect him to ease up on this. And uh, it's, probably not, it's not put to bed in the minds of Canadians and I think the value in it as a communications exercise for Pierre is that it, it speaks to uh, an ongoing narrative about the Liberal government uh, and it's one of sort of ethical compromise and so I expect him to uh, continue to, uh, to flog this in uh, question period.
1: Let me just put this to you the Zoomer radio listener, do you agree with what Mike Van Solen is saying that Canadians in, in our minds have not put to bed this issue that it is still a concern for us. This is where I want you to weigh in 416-360-0740 toll free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Hamilton East Stony Creek Liberal MP Bob Bretina. Bob, obviously you support the finance minister. We want to we want to know why from a personal perspective.
3: Well, uh, he's led an exemplary life. Uh, prior to uh, becoming a politician, he, his record speaks for itself in terms of, of what he's done. He's uh, very personable, very accessible, very friendly, very professional man, very down-to-earth. Um, we have many great conversations, and every now and then when I send him something on his personal email, he invariably responds uh, back very quickly. I really like Bill Morneau. Um, the issues, uh, and I'm, I think, generally speaking, we're happy to see these, uh, quote, investigations uh, carry on to the uh, conclusion because uh, of what we just saw, which was that uh, uh, the Mary Dawson finding was very positive for Bill, and I'm sure the next one will be as well. The fact is that, that Bill Morneau didn't get into this to make money. And the notion of manipulating events to have a positive effect on share value is uh, well what are the what are the value of the shares today as opposed to uh, in November of of last year and so on.
1: So, so what th- you're saying is that he took a big pay cut to become the finance minister and a liberal MP.
3: Well, absolutely. I mean, he's from a wealthy family and why everybody knows what it's like once you get into public life. It's a little different thing to actually experience it and see the kind of pressures that, that fall upon you. But uh, he chose to take a new direction in his life with regard to bringing his expertise to bear for the benefit of Canadians. And I don't know why you wouldn't want... Uh, someone in a time of uh, pension distress uh, to have a person who is uh, considered uh, across the board as an expert in pensions.
1: So would you say that this ethics issue has been a distraction for MPs and the government in general?
3: Total distraction. Uh, It's what you have to expect. Uh, you remember that question period is very bad theatre. It's just the worst part of the job that I have to do as a as a federal MP. And I know my friends across the way, uh, some of them who are friends, very good friends. Uh, and I I blush when I see these extreme statements being made, and it's because I know what it's all about. It's all about winning seats in the next election. Uh, and the main thing that I would say to your listeners is that uh, the, the, the record of the financial department in terms of the economy and, and everything else uh, is, is, is so good that they can't attack uh, Mr. Morneau on the record. They have to make personal attacks. But I would say uh, to Michael and, and others on the question of uh, the benefits to the company and the sponsorship of Bill C-27, the question of defined benefits versus defined contributions has been an ongoing, serious discussion for a decade or more. And people understand uh, that the defined benefit plans, uh, so beloved of, of uh, many unions, and of course certainly uh, those of us in public service, we have these sort of what you, people like to call gold-plated pensions, uh, are, they, are they sustainable? And so, uh, a new direction is arising in terms of how uh, pensions are uh, are created. And Bill Morneau and his company are experts at that. So, th- this this sort of notion that hey, I'll get into the government and we'll change the policy, and the company shares with it that is so ridiculous it's almost embarrassing.
1: So, this separate examination by the Ethics Commissioner's office is into whether Bill Morneau was in a conflict of interest when he introduced Bill C 27, pension <laughs> legislation that could have potentially benefited Morneau Chappelle and the value of his company shares. That investigation is ongoing and will be uh, the new, the newest project for the brand new Ethics Commissioner, uh, Mario Dion, when he begins uh, very shortly. Yeah,
3: and, and I'm I'm interested in seeing how that carries through because uh, the issues of conflict are important for people in public life. And I'm confident that the outcome will be favorable to Bill Morneau. But uh, let's see what happens.
1: Okay, let's see what the listeners think about this. 416 toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Bill in Toronto. Bill, hi, go ahead.
0: Well, liberal spin, you know, it could be a rainy day, and after you listen to them, you'd think the sun was shining out. They're great uh, economic performance. We've got huge debt in the theater. Yeah, we've got a prime minister that's uh, a theater arts teacher. Uh, so Mr. Monroe uh, has been fined $200. He has no bulk and trust. He has numbered companies in Alberta that he's hiding, and he has a, a villa in the south of France that he failed to declare. But yet, these are they're, they're there for the everyday person, you know, they're there for the average Canadian to make our lives better. These people are so out of touch with real Canadians, they have no clue what's going on.
1: Okay, Bill, thank you for your comment. Um, Mike Van Solen, would you like mm-hmm. to respond to that? Well, look, I,
2: you know, and I'll go back to Bob's uh, comment as well. I, I think Bill Morneau has had a distinguished career in business, and um, uh, you know, I think he's a fine man, and I, I've had a chance to meet him on on, a, on an occasion or two. I just think what uh, was unfortunate was that he didn't take the steps when he moved into public life to, you know, put his house in order. And you know, uh, certainly going into public life is a huge uh, commitment, and it uh, takes a lot out of the individual. Takes a lot out of their family, but in doing it, you got to be all in, and part of that is, is making sure that you take care of your personal affairs appropriately. And that means, you know, setting up a blind trust right away. That means uh, making sure you declare conflicts when uh, when it, uh, matters come on your desk that you could have a material interest in. The pension legislation is is, is such a clear example of one where he had to put his hand up and said, "Look, I have to recuse myself from this because." my family's business could benefit from what we decide here today. So, um look I, I don't think there's a malicious intent I don't think he set out to sort of game the system and 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 uh, and profit by it but what I don't think what I think he failed to do was put his house in proper order to put himself in the best position to perform his job and, 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 I and do and I we want to have sure. confidence as, as a nation in our finance minister it's really important so he kind of lets down the the political process by not putting things uh, properly in order.
1: And Bob Bertina, if I could just comment, I mean, in terms of an observation, here's somebody who has a wealth of experience, decades of experience in his his profession, but effectively this was a rookie mistake when it comes to politics.
3: Well, in retrospect, you may say that, but my understanding is that his discussion with the ethics commissioner... Was uh, what are the what pro, what steps should I take with regard to my personal finances? And he was given a, a list of approaches, and he took one. So no one's, you know, the question of blind trust is is great to talk about now, but it didn't seem to be uh, an issue that Mary Dawson was uh, prepared to demand because subsequently she. She might have said, well, I told him to put it in a blind trust, but he decided not. That's not what happened.
1: Okay, let's go to Sharon in Hamilton. Hi, Sharon, you're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Yes, this is Jane Brown. It is. Um, Jane, I have a question for Bob Martina. Yes, go ahead. Um, what is going to happen to the people that are disabled and that are on pensions that, that cannot work? That's what I'm concerned about it's a little off topic, but I mean we are discussing pension legislation, the new pension legislation Bob are you do you feel well, informed to comment
3: I could just say very briefly that the whole nature of, of seniors which the the issues will grow pension problems uh, sufficient uh, monies for people to uh, live dignified lives into their old age, and especially those with disabilities these are the kinds of things that very smart people have to address. And the smartest person that I'm aware of in in those terms is Bill Morneau. And so we, as a government, should be working and are working on policies that will mitigate the circumstances that this uh, your caller is talking
1: about. Okay, let's go to Jim in Hanover. Hi, Jim, you're on Fight Back.
2: Hi, thank you.
3: Is this the same Bill Morneau that's Trying to tax people if they get an extra piece of pie when they're at work and going to go home, or get a coffee, and have to declare it as being oh,
1: taxed. a lot of that was debunked though. To be fair to the Liberal government,
3: well, I didn't know how they would do it in the first place.
1: Okay, but yes,
3: the Finance Minister, that's what he's in charge of. Uh, one minute they're raising the taxes of uh, small business, and the next minute
1: they're lowering them. Okay, Bob, I'll I'll put that question then to raise, you, and then and then we'll wrap up with Mike. Small
3: business lowered taxes on small business. I, I'm not quite getting the gentleman.
1: Okay, so he, he has a complaint. I guess the perception for a lot of Canadians then, if I could put this to you, is that uh, they the concerns around small business, which have been completely vetted out, but that, that was really, the optics of that was not good for the government until they were able to sort out the details of tax on small businesses.
3: Well, optics... All I know is that we announced several things in in our uh, policy commitments uh, during the campaign, which we've attempted to carry out for the most part. You know, people are going to talk about electoral reform and other things. But in this particular case, it was well known that uh, the directions that we were taking with regard to passive income and and so on. So uh, the finance minister was in no position as the... uh, uh, discussions were being held, the consultations, to say I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do that. And then we had in Hamilton uh, over 100 people out and 40 speakers on the the tax reform issues. I said, look, I'm not going to argue about anything. You tell me, uh, businessmen, doctors, professionals, and so on, what it is that concerns you, and I will tell the finance minister, which I did, which he acknowledged uh, to our caucus, that uh, thanks to MP Bertina and the others who who did these consultations, because it helped us uh, to uh, refine the policies. So he listens, and he did listen. And all of this, I mean, you know very well that the, the media doesn't sell papers on good news, and so they have to find things to talk about. And I was in the media for 45 years. I get it but it's what comes out in the end and the final outcome and whether canadians are better off now than before is when it'll really be decided in the middle uh, the speculation and the comments it's, we just have to put up with that.
1: Okay, well, before we move on to our next topic, and there's no doubt, and Bob, you know this as a seasoned journalist, that you do report on what actually takes place. And a lot of the theater and the drama that prompts these conversations comes from Parliament. So, Mike Van Solen, how do both sides, the opposition, NDP, Conservatives alike, and the, liberal, the Trudeau Liberals, how does everybody get back on track once Parliament reconvenes?
2: <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'm not sure I have a perfect answer, but you know what I think is important is is the government sort of leads and be uh, driven by a, a policy agenda. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm being unfair or unkind to say that they've been a little bit adrift. Um, they they came through. Probably the last six months was sort of the diff- most difficult sort of six months they've had so far of their mandate. And I think nothing uh, helps center a government more than having sort of a strong sort of policy agenda, uh, an understanding of what they want to accomplish, an ability to go out to Canadians and talk about what they're doing and, and implementing it. Uh, then it's the opposition's job to hold their feet to the fire and do so in a, you know, what you hope will be a productive way um, to uh, ensure that Canadians have a full understanding of what's taking place. Uh, The Liberal government enjoys a strong majority. So, you know, in reality, the opposition, all they can do is make noise. They don't have a means to stop uh, stop legislation. Um, uh, All they have, all they can do is sort of of shine a light on what's taking place. Uh, But, you know, I think it begins uh, with the Liberal government having a a strong idea of what they want to accomplish in the 18 months that remain before the next election and driving, uh, you know, productively and and proactively uh, through that agenda. That's what gets us back on the road.
1: All right. We'll leave it there. Thank you both.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: S- communication strategist Mike Van Solen and Hamilton East Stony Creek Liberal MP Bob Bretina. I'm Jane Brown for Libby Snymer. And coming up next, what do you think about Oprah Winfrey as the next U.S. president? Grab a line now, 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-740-4740.